What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Top 10% Podcast. I am your host, Dan Carter. This week, it is Whitetail Roundtable, episode number seven. A little follow-up with uh, Lincoln Roan's visit from Let Them Go, Let Them Grow last week. Um, Today is Tuesday, 2-22 of 22. So stay tuned. Got some good information and kind of uh, a banter about a few things that we touched on last week. So stay tuned. (laughs) Bro, I just shot T-Bar. Oh, my God. This episode of the Top 10% Podcast is brought to you by Top 10% Hunting Headquarters, located in Coldwater, Michigan, your premier AR manufacturing outlet. Let's get back to your host, Dan Carter, of the Top 10% Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Top 10% Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Carter. This week we're going to do something a little bit different, kind of spin off of um, our last week's podcast with Lincoln Roan. Uh, let them go, let them grow. We appreciate you coming on with us, Lincoln. I'm sure you're listening um, from afar. Um, but uh, I've got uh, the CEO, Scott Hunter, tribal chief in here. And I've got Brandon Coots, Cooter, our uh, editor um, and production supervisor. We call him whatever. You know, <laughs> Jack of all trades around here for um, those things. So we're going to start by opening this up on our Facebook, the Top 10% podcast on Top 10%. Oh, you're, run, you're running live right now, Dan. I know. I'm already live. So we've got it open. Um, you guys feel free to uh, comment in if if you're, you know, obviously this podcast is going to be um, released after the live on Facebook. But if you want to follow along and see what these questions were, if we, we get any Q&As on there, um, we'll, we'll get, uh, get those up for you as well to accompany the podcast. So, uh, welcome boys. Let's, Thank you, Dan. uh, yeah. Hey, no how was your week? It's good, man. Just got back from Illinois. Yeah. You know, trying to get a little boots on the ground early. Um, got some deer still holding the horns down there. Actually just got a trail camera picture of one holding the horns while we're sitting here, but, uh, not as good of a trip for sheds early like I was thinking, but it was wet down there after that front that went through, so that didn't help. So maybe back in a couple of weeks to see what else we can pick up. Uh, I know there's some guys down there that I talked to that were finding some here and there, and I know some people have found some locally here, so that kind of helps and, and goes along with what we're talking about here. Um, how about you? Anything as far as plans for boots on the ground, or what are, what are we going to do here? Well, we had bad weather. We had bad weather again. Yeah. Um, Got more snow, rain, flooding conditions, kind of, kind of. Yeah, it put the hindrance on yeah. all that, didn't it? Yeah, it kind of hurt everything for the weekend, and um, it's going to freeze back up, is what I'm seeing for the forecast. So hopefully, we'll get on a few pieces of ground and um, trying to go south. Yeah, I, I'd like to get back down there too. I'd like to get back to Indiana and maybe even um, 
touch back into Illinois. I don't know if that's going to happen for another week or two, but um, I got a big trip planned back towards the end of March for some other things to try and get some things off the, off the ground that we need to do get some new stands, working on some new ground, a bunch of new ground um, down that way. So hopefully that, that comes to fruition. So let's talk about our home ground a little bit. Let's just start it right off and go leave off where we left off last week with, with Lincoln and, and everything that he was talking about, some new proposals. Let's, let's take our top 10 view on, I mean, we'll spin it on both, both directions. If, if it's a, one bug tag is what we get here in Michigan. I mean, we can talk about some out of state stuff too, but let's talk about Michigan. What, what's your, what's your take on that, Scott? Well, anything to promote, um, you, you know, keeping a year and a half old bug safe. Right. APRs are great. Um, they've done a great job putting the studies together and putting the stats out there and, um, showing that APRs will, protect a year and a half old buck and that's that's fantastic so anything to promote that we we stand right by it and yeah um, i agree i think those those counties that you know we discussed and touched on a little bit last week when he was here it, it's proven point that those things were were working in in a short what two to three year period of time they seen a major change in in what was going on with with their deer and seeing a major i guess transition between their two and a half year olds to their three and a half year olds that they were seeing. So, I mean, I, I can't see that doing anything but being a positive. I know there's some arguments on both sides of the fence from the one buck tag versus, you know, having an option or, you know, APRs or, you know, like, like Lincoln said, I think it's, we're far and fetched from having an APR for the whole state, but who knows with our DNR, what they're, what's up their sleeve. Right. Any, anything to promote. Right. Like I said, to promote, you know, keeping a year and a half old buck alive, moving, because it, it is all about numbers. If you can move the numbers further, you bring a class of deer up to two and a half, you'll have more makes three and a half. Right. More three and a half make more four and a half. And if you get a group of four and a half, now you got five and a half. It's just pure mathematics. And a buck is mature. A real mature buck is five and a half, five six and a half. And a half. Yeah. yeah. Not four and a half, not three and a half. Which I think that's a mindset that, you know, we talk about that for a second. I think that's a mindset that a lot of people, I guess, especially here in Michigan, we're, we're so accustomed to thinking that, you know, if a deer gets to three and a half, man, that, that deer is a mature deer here. I mean, he's beginning to mature in most places, but because of the way that our, and I don't want to sour anything here, but the way that things are run in being a two buck state, and I'm sure this is going to create a debate, but frankly, I mean, I'm like you. I mean, anything to promote and improve and progress getting these young deer to grow up and be mature yeah, know, is, is going to be positive. Yeah, it was very positive to see Lincoln and listen to Lincoln talk on, on here. Again, we want to thank Lincoln for coming, driving out, coming to headquarters. He's just very educated on the subject, and he's got great people working with him on the subject. And the facts are, are, are there for APRs do work. Right. And a one buck thing, it, it, it could work, you know, it's right. going to limit you to one buck. One buck. It, is it as good as APR in my opinion? No, I think APR is a better better choice. I would actually, I, I think, God, I, I love the one buck idea, but then again, I feel like unless it was one buck with restrictions, it's not going to get 
you, right. that kind right. of like movement that what you and I are talking about. But I guess we have to be a little bit partial because of our particular, um, I guess our direction as far as what you and I are looking at, you two coots, what we're looking at as far as what we want to harvest but yet we don't want to frown on anybody else out there that, you know what I mean? Like, like we said in, in last week's podcast, my shooter is not necessarily everybody else's shooter. So we, you know, we get that. But if you think about it in another aspect and look at it like, okay, if this guy that doesn't have an opportunity to shoot anything bigger than 100 to 110 inch eight point, something happens and in a year or two these APRs come into play or a one buck comes into play and now he's got a chance to shoot a 130. This guy may never, he may have never seen a 130 in his life. I mean, think about how many guys that we talked to that they haven't had an opportunity to harvest an animal like that. So I think there's, it's advantageous for us to get things moving in another direction. And I got, I got something else I want to spin on and remind me to come back to this about yeah, I want. Some, I want to put my. my I know you do. I know that's why I want. It. I want you to add yours in there, but I want to come back to that part because I want to talk about a, um, what our DNR can do if they had like an app or they had a survey. And I know Scott, you're well aware of this, and, and Brandon, you too. When we're out of state hunting, we have these places like, like Indiana and Missouri. You you don't have tags in Missouri, right? You don't have any, you you guys don't put tags on deer down there. I haven't hunted in Missouri. So I know that Well, it's, it's you have to call it's, it in. It's a right? call-in process. Yep. You still yep. have to write and physically attach right. the number on when you're moving, the Yeah, to, to transport the deer. Okay. Correct. So it's similar to like Indiana. It's a transport deal. So you call it in and everything, and then you just write down the number and everything, confirmation number and everything that they give you. And I think, I think Ohio went to a new app. So we'll spin back on that in a second. So give me your take again. To protect the one and a half. One and a half. Bottom line, though, it's your tag. It's your right. And we're going to celebrate. Top 10 going to celebrate. Absolutely. We're going to celebrate all facts of hunting. Yep. You shoot a spike, you shot a spike. That's, it's all right. That's your shooter. That's, it's just your shooter. Yep. It's okay. It's okay for you to be a meat hunter. It's okay for you to be a, I got two weekends to hunt. It's okay. We're all hunters. We're all on the same team. And it's, I, I think because you hear the word top 10%, we have that, and it's, we like the name. We love the name. Kyle came up with a great concept. Kyle Hunter, my son, he's kind of like our new management leader. He came up with that name and that strategy to not come off hard of we want to pursue the top 10% of what your property has to offer your property may not be the same as this property or that property. I mean, it all, and you and you may not want to spend thousands of dollars into your property and think you're going to shoot a 150-inch deer because it's just not going to happen. And hunting is about family tradition. Camaraderie. Camaraderie. The brethren, as Jeremy right. Hawes would say. Yep. The brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure as trophy hunters, yes, I said the word, <laughs> We could be called a trophy hunter. I like to shoot big bucks. Oh, well, we pursue Dan, a one percent. We do. Yeah, Dan likes shoot big bucks. Cooter dreams about big bucks. <laughs> um, we want to promote all hunting all the time. But if there's ever an opportunity to keep people in the field, mm-hmm. and an APR has that, 
Yep. Keep people in the field, pursue the deer, and shoot deer, and, and how they're setting it up. And if you get two chances, one's an APR, and then, or, or you could buy the one tag. You need a choice or like something. Like Lincoln yeah. was talking about. There's yeah. a lot of great ideals out there, out there. And we just want to make sure that everybody knows that we support getting deer to age, but we also support hunters. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot to be said. I mean, we're going to high-five, and we're going to crack some adult pops and all sit around and, and tell stories and enjoy it and go back to, especially for you Michigan guys, and I know there's a lot of other states out there too. Pennsylvania had, my cousins come from Pennsylvania, and they had kind of the same thing. They celebrated like opening day or rifle season, and a lot of them hunted one day, two days, and that, w- that was really it, but it was similar because of the volume of hunters, very similar to what we have here. And anybody that has looked at anything that way, nobody's driving to Pennsylvania, not to say that they don't have big deer because they do. Nobody's, you know, getting in their car and driving to Pennsylvania to hunt deer, which is odd because it borders an area of Ohio that also has a prominent population of big deer. So you start getting into some of these things and their, their regulations or their, their things are different. I mean, we border Ohio and Indiana and how many guys do we know that, that leave the state that, are going to those two states to try and harvest a big buck. Tons. 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 We just heard it last week. Yeah. Again, we go back to last week. We just heard it. So yeah, look at, listen to Lincoln. I mean, he he's he's trying to get it here, and he got, he's still traveling as well. I mean, just like us. I mean, but there's a level of that. I mean, obviously, that we all enjoy um, pursuing. I love the challenge of that 1% or even that 5%, you know, or I love the challenge of just being – walking into a new place and, and figuring it out and figuring those deer out and figuring out what the top 10% is and figuring out the top 1% and let's get after him. You know, and I know that's, that's Kyle, that's you, you know, all of us here, we have that mentality, but yet when it comes down to the other end of it, we, we want the guy that is the weekend guy. Like you said, we want, we want to, we want to celebrate those guys too. We also want those guys to come into the shop and check us out. we got lots of bows and, hook them up and show them some things. We got oh, a range. So, we so, want to get the range going. We want to get, we want the interaction from everybody. We want to hear your story. Right. We, you know what I mean? We want to celebrate that just as much as, you know, you're not going to walk in. And that's, what's funny. I think sometimes is you walk into an outdoor store and if you're not telling a story of some mega giant, it's like nobody has any interest. And that's not the case here. And we got bar stools up front that I've heard lots of stories go down that, they don't have anything to do. They may have something to do with a doe that Cooter killed. We got to beat you up a little bit, Cooter. Come on, you can say something, you know, and chime in here. No, I mean, it's it's a good thing. I mean, but that's that's the kind of stuff that we want. We want that camaraderie. We want, you know, like I said, high fives and adult pops all day long. But when, it's a two-way street, Dan. It's right. Because I'll give you a story. I never said a word because um, you know I want I want the customer to have that experience of getting his bow tuned and maybe telling his story. Well, his story was relating to the detriment of hunting. He believes is from trophy hunters and all the habitat work and all the drive and. I just cringed. I never said anything. I never really got into it. And he's just like, well, you know, I see a lot of good deer hanging here, you know. 
you know, you you probably got some of these, you know, from different people, and you know, everybody wants to shoot the big bucks, and it, nobody nope. celebrates hunt no more. And I was just like, oh, oh, I felt so defeated I because I, I was like, oh, and then you know, I finally just said, well, you know, it's okay to want to shoot a bigger deer, but I want to celebrate your story. And then at the end, he pulls out a picture of a 178-inch deer he shot. I'm like, man, you just beat up trophy hunting. And then now you're going to pull out a 178 out of nowhere. Well, And I'm like, wow, that that was was awesome deer. And then he's like, well, yeah, you know, it was, you know, one one deer. And and I'm like, awesome. But never, ever did I ever cut a story off about how his daughter, because he talked about his daughter shooting Mm -hmm. a spike. My daughter shot a spike. Yep. Um. My son grew up shooting whatever he wanted to shoot. Yep. And he chose to change what he wanted to do, progression for what he wanted to do. Never forced, never force fed, nothing. I want to talk about that for a second. You you kind of hit that on the head for in two aspects. And this is this is going to, you know, we kind of want this to have a little bit of static in this, in this round table. We want to stir, stir the pot, I guess a little bit. Do you think chime in to Cooter? Cause we've got three different age classes here in, in the room. Am I the old one? No, man, it's probably me. I mean, look at all this gray I'm, hair. I'm the old one. Yeah. So we got, we got three age classes in here, you know, and I would say, you know, what do you think? Do you think that, and I heard this the other day. I was listening to another podcast, and they kind of stumbled into this a little bit. Social media influence on these, I guess, the younger hunters, or even even I'll call them my my age and and in, and the new guys that are coming out. Do you see social media being an influencer of these people going? Ah, I'm going to hunt big deer because I don't want to be embarrassed to post my doe picture or I don't want to be embarrassed. Are your, do your friends fall into that caliber cooter? I mean, do you, do you see people that are, you know what I mean? They shot an eight point that's a hundred inches in, in Michigan, but yet in comparison to, or are they not sending those pictures to you because you're like, Oh, you're over at top 10 and those guys kill big deer. We don't, you know, you're killing big deer too. Do they have an assumption or are they trying to be better off of from social media or TikTok or, any of that? I mean, I've noticed on like social media in general, like somebody will post a photo of a mm-hmm. buck and then instantly in the comments or in the post, they'll say, I know it's not the biggest. Right. Like that. they're, they're like, they're, they're trying to ask for forgiveness just, or justification. Just, yeah. Justification. And like, and like I told my buddy when he shot his first one, I was like, are you happy with it? He's like, yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, as long as you're happy with it, then I don't care what you shoot. Shoot what makes you happy. Doesn't make no difference. If you're happy, I'm happy. Yep. Until that day that you are like questioning if you're going to harvest. If you're already questioning it, right. you should probably let it pass. Well, that's that's it too. That's the other thing too. And, and I think it's one of those things where like we've all been in the tree and we're sitting there and we have – you know, e- even you too, Scott, I- I'm sure you chime in here on that. And I want to get your take on that too, because social media is kind of coming in on the backside because you didn't have that influence from that aspect before. But we've all been in the tree 
we and, and that box come out and he's a hundred yards away, two hundred yards away, and we look at him and at first we're like ooh ooh ooh, and also we reach for the bow because we're we're trying to be aggressively prepared, mm-hmm. we'll call it. And then he gets close and you're looking at him, he's like oh he's you know he's x amount of I'm not even gonna give it inches because that that depicts something different between what everybody else's shooter is. But for me, I've seen and I've hung the bow back on the hanger and went okay. Or it's been a borderline deer for me in, in my mind of what my shooter is, quote unquote. And I've went, hmm. And I've, I've kind of leaned towards the, if I have to think about whether or not I should harvest that deer, the bow goes back on the hanger. Right. You know, and I think that's what you're saying is yeah. it's one of those things. If you got to think about it or you're not sure, then don't, don't harvest it. I mean, we're all hungry. We love venison, you know, I mean, but. But at the end of the day, shoot what makes you happy. But is that, why are you looking for a justification from somebody else? Or do you need somebody to like, just go, Oh, it's okay. It's right. going to yeah. pat you on the back. No, it's, that's not what we want to do. And that's what Scott's getting at is we want to high five and we want to celebrate and we want to do all those things. I, I don't, I don't care if it's a spike. I don't, I don't care what it is. And like, like especially said, like if it's your first year, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was saying in like social media and stuff, seeing, people beat each other up over, oh, you should have gave it one more year or whatever. That's that's what you have or what your property has to offer. Yep. If that's what it is, then that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, and and you could, you don't know. I mean, that guy could be hunting a a small five acre transition spot or a 10 acre spot that, you know, he has five deer that go through there every year. And if he's not in the tree stand, he misses all five, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that may be the case. So the first antler deer that comes through, he shoots and, and I'm okay with that. But, I think the other side of that, we also need to say, you don't need to like, I see so many people that are boastful and from that aspect that they do harvest some good deer that are on these posts with these people that are, are maybe harvesting a smaller deer or a deer that's made them happy enough that they harvested it and they're, they're beating up. And again, it goes back to what I said last week. We're all hunters, just like Scott had said already. We're all hunters. Join together and hunt. Quit being crybaby bitches. I, I'm I'm putting it out there. I'm over it. And and pointing out, oh, this guy did this or this guy did that. And Lincoln said it last week too. Oh, he crossbow hunts. We got crossbows here too. Come on and get one. You know I mean? We got bows here. Put you in the field. Come yeah. and get one. Get in the field. I don't care. I don't care if you're just taking pictures of the deer. Get out there and enjoy wildlife. So many people are not going out and they're not doing the things and our lands are going away. And and it's just like, you wonder why it's happening. Cause nobody's, you know, they're not stepping up or when they step up, it's, it's, they're not, there's no camaraderie as a hunting group together, yeah. fishing, all of it, outdoors, yeah. men, women, period. There's been a big disconnect yep. in the last 20 years. Yep. I have to say. Scott, add something. I see you, you're boiling over there, man. Come on. Whoa, whoa. Hey, <laughs> let me get this. Let me get this all together. Here. I know. I've seen it. Let me get this all together. Not only are we under attack from different Angles. groups, yeah. we attack ourselves. This is something we've taken now, and we want. Let's get it straight. Top ten percent likes big deer. Period. Yep. We like big deer. I got my way to hunt. Kyle's got his way to hunt. Dan's got his way to hunt. 
We have people in our group filming. They have their way to hunt, and they want big deer. It excites them. It gets them going. It gets their blood going. Mm-hmm. But I'll be damned. No freaking way. Don't belittle anybody in their aspects and get at somebody and change or try to tell them what their tag mm-hmm. value is. It's what they want to do, period. Yep. And it's so difficult to separate the lines but we're all on the same team. We promote big deer. We get that straight. That's what we promote. That's what we like sure. to see. I mean, that's that's the premise to our land right. management process. That's, right. That's but, our top 10%. But, but we have people in, in our group, when they shoot a deer, no matter what the deer is, we're going to celebrate that deer. Yep. Because it's their opportunity. It's their hunt. It's their tag. And it's their tag. And you know what it does? That, uh, that big deer is no different than that other deer. To get quality hunts, because I'm going to tell you, all hunters want to see big deer. They want to see big deer. When they tell you they don't want to see big deer, they're actually lying right to your oh, face. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. They want to see big deer. They've never had the opportunity. So that's where APRs are important to protect an age class to shoot a few more does. And I don't like shooting does. But we're not going to get into that. Because I am hunting a buck, and it might be one buck in a seven-square-mile area. Sure. And I'm waiting for the one opportunity where he steps on that little piece I got. To kill him. Well, and that, that that's is, a 1% conversation, and we won't it, get into 1% conversation. Right. So it gets all clouded up, but we will promote all hunting. All hunters, we're going to celebrate. That is the change, and we're trying to work our unit, and you know this, mm-hmm. because you've been the spearhead going through and making sure we're one cohesive unit speaking the same language Sure, in our group. And positively, we enjoy being creators. That's what we're doing right now. Yep. Our Facebook Live is not the best Facebook Live because we should have dual cameras. And you should That's be fine. able to see Cooter smiling and me getting red face. And, you know, not Dan. Um, no, but, I mean, we chose Dan because I mean, he's, hey. he's, he's our... You- Spearhead, you gotta right have now. the, the you gotta put the top ten percent on camera, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you see where we got Cooter on the backside of the camera. Um, so again, hunting is a celebration. All kinds of hunting, not and not just deer. Let me put my little twist, and this is my thing. If you want to challenge yourself and get big bucks, and go out. Some properties you're just going to have to give up on. You're going to have to give up because your neighbor, and he ain't a dick. Nope. He's not a dick. Your neighbor's going to shoot that six point. As soon as he walks out there, he's going to shoot it. And there's no way you should call him a dick. There's no way you should say, my my neighbor, I caught it because I don't want to get our Facebook drop. Yeah. We can swear (laughs) on the podcast, but who cares? Who cares? And if it's getting to be that hard, you're going to have to step out and go, all right, man, this property's a lost cause. Not get mad at that person because it's their tag. Right. right. What do I got to do to change for me to get at 140-inch well, deer? Well, reach out to your neighbor. Yeah. I'm talking about you. This is right. on you as an individual. Right. If right. you want to shoot big deer, you might have to change your hunting ground. Yeah, your approach you, has to be yeah. different. Right. You might have to jump a county. Your mindset. Right. And, and and go, man, all right, I, I counted one car in this area mm-hmm. on 
a Saturday in this whole, and it may be close to an area where there's. And it may be all public. Metropolitan. Yep. And public ground right by each other's overlooked areas. We don't want to share all the overlooked areas, and we don't want to talk about the overlooked areas by specifics. But there's lots of them. You got to get up off your ass, go find those areas, and get in there and do the work. Right. Do yeah, I mean work. that's gonna that's gonna go right into like, and it's coming, guys. Our boots on the ground series where we talk about what we start doing in March. You know, you've heard a little bit about what I've been doing already. Um, and it, it just comes full force, especially when we start talking. I mean, and Scott, I'll tell you this, when we hit the Turkey woods, we're scouting for deer. Mm-hmm. We're already, we're, we're in a different mindset. You know, we love to hunt turkeys as well. I mean, if you see any of our stuff, we, we, we put a lot of birds on the ground as well in our group, but as a whole, like Scott's saying, these areas that may be, I mean, they may not be bad areas in any way, shape or form. It just may be your surrounding properties. It may be, um, you know, it may be your top 10% lies within what's around you, not necessarily, you know, in, in your property. So on, on that note, what about, what about traveling? What about, you know, food plots. I mean, everybody always asks this let's, before we go to the traveling, let's, let's talk about the food plot thing for a second. Everybody thinks that because they seen it on TV and they seen so many, this guy plants a 10 acre food plot and all of a sudden these deer just come from all over and they're eating it. And all of a sudden now the guy's going to kill big deer. Scott, give me your take on that. Cause I already know what it is. Food plot. Food plots is, is a, is a, is a tool to sell seed. You may not need food plots at all. Yep. You might not need them. And you'll hear legends, so-called legends, say you've got to have this special, special formula or formula, special amount special of land covered by bean. plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I'm probably not gonna get no sponsors for us talking like this, but for food plot seed, <laughs> um, it, it it's not the end all of end all. It, it is just not, especially in Michigan, southern Michigan, you're, you're, you're literally surrounded by ag mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere, yeah. everywhere. And I hate to, to you know, cut business opportunities because we put food plots in. Sure, we do. But I try to do food plots, and I try to even tell anybody, ah, eh, I could get you a food plot in, but you might want to wait for a fall food plot. I'm a big fall food plot right. guy. Yeah, I love the shot Some, plot stuff myself. Right. It, it, but food plots sometimes I think are over. What's the word? Over. Um, oversold. Oversold. Yeah, yeah, oversold. And there's no cookie cutter property, especially Ohio, Michigan. Illinois. Um, Illinois, Indiana, yeah, Indiana, any of those, all any of those agricultural all, states, like right, that. right. You start getting into some northern parts, you might want to get some food into the ground. Um, yeah, I think if you're, if you're, you know, what oh, we say, Cadillacs, River City, up in those areas, the snow belts. Yeah. Yep, those snow belt. Once you get above, say, GR, even like where Lincoln was talking about that Nuevo area, there's there's some definite need for some extra food, especially in those snow belt areas. But I guess what I was going at with that is. No food plot is not an end-all, be-all on your property. I mean, you can still 
put good deer on the ground without that. There's some other habitat management things that we'll get into um, at, at a later time that you can do that's going to hold deer, improve deer. But, you know, I can't help but think back to, like, one of the, my favorite parts of, of last week's podcast when when Lincoln said, I, do, I tell these people, he said, the only way that you can get bigger deer is to stop shooting little deer. It was, like, one of my favorite things that he said because it's, it, it hits home to a lot, a lot of people that they get caught up. And like you said, time is hard. You know, people run out of time. They get, you know, we have two tags here, but are, are they able to get in the woods much? You know what I mean? So they're like, Oh, I got one opportunity. I'm going to put deer on the ground. And then they go back and they revert back to that mindset and that culture that we all were talking about again, that Brown it's down culture. And they're like, Oh, I got meat in the freezer. And it doesn't matter. But then again, it, it's like we said, if it makes you happy, shoot it. Fill your tag. I ain't mad. I ain't it's, mad at all. It's your. Yeah, it's yours. It's your destiny. It's your hunt. It's your tag. But. I challenge people to actually shoot a bigger buck or pass up that small buck and once they put their hands on that big buck. Yeah. I mean, it changes. It changes. Like, it's a different. <sighs> My dad's a prime example for this last year. He, yeah, he shot the biggest buck he's ever shot because I, and he's he's was is one of the it's brown it's down. He's just looking for the meat and stuff. Yep. And this last year, I was like, just pass up a few this year, see like, what happens. Yep. And three hunts, he shot the biggest buck he's ever shot. So yeah, that's good deer. Well, that, yeah. that comes that comes from the culture of that what he was seeing through you and what you've been learning through. Yep. Top ten percent. And speaking, walking the walk, and talking the talk, and 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 following up on it, and and it, it that type spreads the ripple in the yep. water. As, Every preacher has a congregation, right? It'll 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 spread. Oh, he's what, already talking about shooting bigger ones next year. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. once once you get an, a a good one down, you want it, it. It's 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 a drug. It's yeah, an, it is. It's an addiction. It's it is. a. You wanna you wanna you wanna pursue that mature animal. Nothing gets mine or my son's blood going more than knowing that hey, one of my we I do FedEx. I, I don't yeah. know if I can say that. Yeah, I can say FedEx. I don't care. It's my brand. <laughs> yeah. My drivers are literally all out there going. Scott, I saw a big buck on such and such row. It is like literally like. One of the qualifications when you fill out an app. <laughs> it's mandatory. It's like you an will extra stop part. and get the binoculars on and tell me how many points it was and tell me the coordinates of where it right. was. Yeah, GPS coordinates immediately. Immediately. <laughs> and it, it and it's just willing to put the work in. But again Let me let me spin on that for a second. <laughs> I got something to add to that. Ooh, so like people scary. people that are and and, and this is just just because just to kind of tell you that we love to share the things that we know. I mean, there's people that are important in your area. You got a good relationship with somebody your mail driver in your area to deliver your mail. I know. Man, just, just I know. air and everything. Off. I'm not airing everything out. I just want to say like if the mailman, if you like the mailman, the mailman's doing a good job. Just ask him if you've seen any good box. Don't ask him anything more than that. Just ask him if he sees any. I, I, 
He might hey. not you got everybody going to be trying to give tips to the mailman up in the area and all the UPS drivers. <laughs> no. They no. don't watch for them. They, no, that's they not don't. true. They don't. They don't look at all. They don't even know what a deer is. Yeah. And they think it's a horse or something. Well, you don't that's know, what. you don't know. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's, and that's the thing is like, we're not going to give away all our secrets because we got a lot. We do. You know, if, if we all carry around a backpack full of goodies that, that we have learned and things that, you know, but we're not afraid to share those things. We're not afraid to, to bring all that stuff to fruition for people to understand that Michigan does have some big deer. We do. Big deer hit the ground every year in Michigan. A lot of them hit the ground by accident, whether it's by vehicle or whether it's by somebody that just happens to stumble into a piece of property that they're unaware of or unaware of the surroundings. But with the way that people are trying to hunt nowadays, they seem to be a little bit more methodical as far as like what they're doing or what they're looking for. They're listening to podcasts. They're listening, you know. Some guys are out there doing some things and they're they're working really, really hard. I want to spin. I want to do a spin. Yep, go ahead. Do a Dan Dan spin. Spin it. That big coyote tournament, because we're big on coyote too, so we're going to be going into a little bit. Yeah, we'll do one of these with coyote here. We got a great team of coyote hunters. That dude who, that team team that won that big tournament, man, they put the work in. Mm -hmm. They put the work in for the Super Bowl. The WrestleMania, the Coyote Mania, they put the work in. Sure. And hats off to that because, man, they put it in and they they, they just, what they did was amazing. Yeah. So it's very, very cool. But it's not, here's this other spin. They did that. They did that. They they were awesome. They won the tournament. They worked real hard. They had a plan. They, they followed the plan. And they won. Right. Jason Miller, one of our guys, hunts mm-hmm. all the time. We call him B. B's out there shooting coyotes, and he's grinding and grinding and grinding. Mm-hmm. I'm celebrating both. Hats right. off to both of them. Sure. Because B might shoot one in seven hunts because he missed 12. <laughs> and those guys went out and shot 20 yeah. in two nights in, two in the nights. worst hunting conditions in the world. It's still very cool because they're all hunters, right? And they're putting their stuff together. But even in coyote hunting, got to do the work to get the what you call the Boone and Crockett of the coyote world, mm-hmm. banging them out. They had to put the plan together. They put the plan year round plan together. Guaranteed, that's what they did because I know the name that was on it. I don't even talk to him, but I know the name. Dude's gonna go out and shoot big bucks too. He has. Yeah, yeah, he executes. Right. He really does. Right. And his partners execute with him. Right. So, and it, there's big deer. There's big deer in the state. There's big deer in Ohio. There's big deer. That's why it's important for the APRs to try to spread that love. Yeah. A little bit. And yet still have people have the opportunity to shoot what well, is in front of them to, to shoot. Well, that's like Lincoln said you know, talking about the, those other counties where the, the people were, they were having deer that they were passing on that were actually, 
legal deer for them to harvest based on the APR even. And they were still passing them because they knew and had seen and they had the trail cam pictures and they had all those things that were, that were even better uh, bucks in their area that they were looking forward to, to harvesting as opposed to, um, you know, just harvesting to, to fill that tag or, you know, I mean, I look at it like this. If a guy has two tags here, and a 100 inch eight point walks by. He's going to shoot. And I know we keep going back to this, this portion of this guys, but it just, we talk about different things and it you know, sparks a memory here or an, inst- an instance for me to talk about. But if a guy has two tags and a hundred inch eight point walks by and the immediate mindset of having two tags and maybe not immediate, because there's probably some people out there like, no, that's not what I'm not what I'm gonna do. I'm one of those guys, but they're gonna go, oh well, I'm just gonna shoot this eight point that's a hundred inches, and then I still have another tag in my pocket to hunt a bigger deer or whatever I want to hunt later on. That one buck thing we were talking about, those APRs we were talking about, that limits that. It limits that to allow that hundred incher to become one twenty or one thirty. I mean, let's let's talk about that for a second, Scott. How much? I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you the question so you can tell me as well. On average, what's the amount of inches that of growth that a deer will put on in a year in a... Now, all this depends on habitat. It depends on food. It depends on a lot of different things. But give me, I guess... A, a, I'd, a, I'd like to say 10 to 15 inches. On average. On average. Well, and that's probably across it, the board, but they can put on up to... We've seen them put on up to 30 or 40 inches. You average. really could see a deer explode at age three. Yep. And a lot of three-year-olds will be set like, oh, that's definitely a five-year-old. Yep. He's three. And they might not get the next explosion at four. It might even be only eight inches. Right. But at and five, five, they, they, they may they get... May, they may make that another big jump. Right. Um, you know, they get maturity from everything that I've read and, and talked to. Maturity, an animal is at three. He's not mature. He's almost like he's body mature like a teenager. Right. Yeah, he'd be like a... And he's big and he's strong. About to graduate high school. He's like 17, 18. He's been playing sports. He's solid. Solid and and ready to rock and roll. But and then you get to... You get to, you know, that sag sag daddy. Sag Mm -hmm. daddy's now got potential. When he's four, he's, he's next five, six. You'll see them antlers explode. Right. Getting that that base, getting that you know, that's that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that aged animal. We're not yep. even really looking for the antler. We're looking for that age. Yeah, because the age class is daddy. huge. Yeah, right. I mean the age class is a big thing. It's it's shooting, you know, and that's one thing too. I mean, granted, a lot of the deer that you're going to see harvested through top ten percent guys or guys that are you know that are in our our group, we want the top ten percent, but the headgear is not necessarily always it. It's it's we're, we're targeting mature deer. We really are. I mean, we really want, I mean, I really don't want to say three and a half. I mean, we really are looking at four and a half and older. I mean, I personally, five and a half and six and a half is the ideal, but some of those properties don't lean towards that. You know, I mean, but. That's the whole study behind the science uh, of the APR and. Right. APR, I mean, you can't deny some of the stats that they put out. They no, it just works. Cannot, you, you can't argue it. it. It's, an, you know, it, it'll tell you. 
goes back to the numbers like we talked about in the beginning. You okay. bring an age class of year and a half bucks to two and a half. Now you got a better chance of bringing more two and a half to three and a half, three and a half to four and a half. And then, then you get the actual opportunity to having the potential of a five and a half or even a six and a half in your hunting area. And that's the magic of numbers. Right. And, you know, that could branch off into a whole nother thing of why we limit doe hunting. Right. Not that we don't believe that does need to be shot. We just believe that a lot of does are going to be shot that aren't even talked about being shot from the farmers and everything else. Right. They're going to meet the quota no matter what. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's a numbers thing. And my issue with that, and, and now this is a perfect time for me to go back to what I said in the beginning about wanting to go back to this, is how do they even determine what we're killing? We don't have any tracking. You know what I mean? They, they sent out a survey in January and February, and they expect people to fill it out. And if you don't fill it out, they send you another one, and it doesn't happen. I mean, I would love to see... I mean, what about, I'd love to see like these apps or something that, that we could do a survey or when you, there's no way to register a kill, you know, or harvest or. I think know, that's just. I think it's something think we need to a, have. Well, there's a disconnect between our. Outdoors men and women versus the, the National Resources Commission. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just a disconnect. They've. I mean, I would. I just I, don't think there's a connection right now between. Yeah. I mean, I think there's. Michigan DNR There's a couple. And, yeah. There's a couple things with that. Yeah, I mean, we we could talk hours on why there's disconnected. You could talk about the salmon. We could talk about why they didn't listen to nothing on APRs. You know, I guess it comes down to who you're voting for. Yeah, I mean, we won't make it political, but I agree. Right, and and that's why I could always jump back to if you don't like what's happening where you hunt, you got to move. Well, you got to move. Hold on. You got to move, but you know what you also have to do? You got to stand up for what you believe. Like if you believe in hunting and you believe in the outdoor sports and shooting and anything, anything that has to do with this circle that we're all in, fishing, everything, stand up for the guy. Maybe you don't fish. Maybe you just hunt. Maybe you don't hunt. Maybe you just fish. I don't care. But as outdoors men and women, you need to stand up and get, get without again, without going political, Oh, we're going political yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, here we are. So <laughs> we're going. I know, we, uh, my feet were wet already, but you got to get out there. You got to vote the right way. You got to, you know, and I'm not going to point directions, but you've got to make sure that you're getting your voice heard. When somebody around you talks about some sort of movement to an area or they're talking about voting on APRs, you know, it's like Lincoln said, if they're going to have a meeting and you're aware of that meeting, follow their page, follow our page. If we know something's coming, we're going to let you know. Because we're, we're for a lot of that stuff, and we, and we want you guys to understand. And and we want things to improve and progress for everybody, not just for ourselves. And we know if, if we can get everybody on board and everybody's on the same page and we're all hunters and we're high-fiving and having these adult pops and whiskeys and whatever we your drink choice is, then in the end, what do we have? We all have happy hunters, Absolutely. happy fishermen. When I said earlier we're in a war... Hang on. When we're in a war, we're in a war of our right to go hunt. We're being censored. Mm -hmm. TikTok is amazing at it. They yeah. will censor you. There is no guidelines. Yeah, to see when something it comes on that to today. Hunt. Yeah, it's all over. It'll always happen. Even Instagram, 
We're walking a fine line even talking about it because I do not want the Facebook warriors shut us down. Right. So you got to walk the fine line. Be careful and do all this. It's, 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 it's absurd. We got to stand up for our rights, our yep. amendments, and buy more ARs. We are an air manufacturer. That's just yeah. a little plug here. Yeah. Um, come see us. Come see us. Um, it is. It is. A, so that's why it's so so important not to have the in-house fighting, the bickering, and keyboard warrioring. Yeah. And point out, guys, we just ain't. Uh, we just ain't doing it. it. We'll nope. hit the delete button, ban, delete button, ban. If you're gonna you're gonna pop shot and do this or do that. You put a you, you bad mouth somebody's deer. We're gonna we're we're gonna move on from that. We don't have the time for it. We don't have the need for it. We're creators and we're fighting to keep our content in place. It's Carbon TV. Big shout out to Carbon TV. Carbon's doing a great job. Yes, they are doing it. If you're not a part of Carbon TV, get on Carbon TV. Yeah, download get on their it. app. They yes. got an app for your phone, for your iPhone. Free. Yeah, it's free, free. app. Free, it's free app. app on your smart TV at home. All of our stuff's on there, lots. as well as a ton of other good content. Yes, lots of content. You can watch all the hunting you want to watch. Yeah, my fear is that as much regulation as we're having, and again, we we won't dabble in that too much because, like I said, we like you said, we're on the the live right now. And we don't want to get taken down. But my fear is that there's there's other video content providers that may limit what you watch or they may limit what you see in, in forthcoming, you know, if people don't stand up and I mean, I don't, we've already seen some aspects of that with, you know, with limitations on, on what they allow, you know, like, like Scott mentioned, you know, the TikTok situation, I've seen an article about something today with a, a prominent industry person that was just banned from TikTok. Life ban. Yeah. A life ban from TikTok and they never even showed a single kill. Not one. Not one. No. Yeah, they were just harvest photos and like not even really anything that was. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So it's insane. I mean, because you could watch full on crap on there, right? Yeah, but I they mean, it, it, it it so we're in we're in it, and as, as now it's the flip side. So if we get in there, in there on TikTok and kind of like how Peter used to do, mm-hmm. just be very careful and very delicate about how you get your message out there that hey we're still here americans are still here and we believe in our god-given right to hunt fish enjoy the great outdoors amen and that's the bottom line what's going on in this world right now so absolutely top 10 percent it's not gonna hot blow up on oh you shot a spike on nope. man we're gonna celebrate we're gonna get back straps on the grill and you know Am I gonna teach you that when I come to your property? If you hire me, absolutely not. Right. I'm gonna say, yeah, listen, that's not our land management program. Listen, you're not shooting does here. You're not doing this here. You got a program to follow. Let your neighbors do it. Let them do the work. Let them do the the this and that. No, I got a whole formula, and it doesn't work. It absolutely works. Call us. We got a couple openings for the spring. Yeah, we got, Anybody we need? Got, we, we got, got some. Yeah, we got we got boots on the ground. We got people out. It's time. The weather's going to get back to where it's normal. We get back out, get in the field, do the things we got to do. Right. We've slowed down because it's so important to get our structure. And, Dan, we're going to take the time to thank you to taking the role of 
manager operations and help get the unity yeah, no of problem. our team, I'm which is about it. 50 strong right now. Yeah, our inside guys. Uh, is our inside strong. guys is very, very strong. We love you guys, all of you guys. We care about you guys. And top 10% unit is very, very strong in the aspect that we are going to be there. We're going to celebrate. We care about other hunters. And we're going to help promote good ideals and do the things that are important to us and our families. So big thanks, big props to you, man. Appreciate it. Yep, yep. Cooter's over there all quiet. <laughs> I know he's not got a lot to say. Well, we'll give him an opportunity to talk a little bit later. Um, maybe we'll get into some other things that, you know, on, on his end of, of the spectrum um, that, that we can bring to you guys as well. Um, but I, I know. Yep. Not big deer like this guy. <laughs> hey, you're, hey, you, you're here. You know. you, And that's the thing. You you already alluded to it. I mean, on, on your own personal property with your dad, you know what I mean? You know what big deer are. You know what that's about. And you know our program. You know how that works. Yeah. So We've dialed back, though. We've dialed back. I don't yeah. know if we've been trying to celebrate our team's success and our client's success because the beating your chest over in, in like, calling yourself a legend or this guy's a legend and then talk about your formula being better than this guy's formula or this or that. That's ridiculous. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's the one thing that gets me going. There's no legends in hunting. No. You got the guys that... We got some personalities and you got pioneers. Pioneers of the industry. Who's the big one? The big one, Fred Bear. Oh, yeah. Pioneer Mm -hmm. of the industry. Mm Mm-hmm. Help pave the way. Doing mm-hmm. some things out there. Who's another one? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot without going into a big long name drop. Yeah, I mean. there's a there's a bunch of pioneers, and those are the legends. But guy, because because a guy shot a big deer in Illinois or or some other state doesn't make you a legend. We're not legends. We ain't nowhere near a legend. We're just guys out there. Yeah, we just having fun. Yeah, we're having and fun, and we're enjoying our passions. You know, That's we're it. passionate about everything That's that it. we do. Whether it comes to the bow side or whether it comes to the AR builds, or we're passionate about everything that we do here at Top Ten, and I think that's my driving factor is every week for me to bring you guys this content and to be able to be out there and film and do everything that I'm doing, and all of the the stuff that I do within is just to breed positivity in our core and kind of spread that spread that out, if you will, across the you know, across the, uh, the spectrum uh, of other hunters and people that follow us and, and whatnot. So, well, with that said, guys, I think we're, we're approaching the hour mark. So I think we want to start dialing it down. Um, again, thanks you guys for uh, joining us today and, and actually, you know, following along with us on Facebook live. Um, the podcast will be up here in a day or so, and you'll be able to kind of put two and two together with that. If you haven't uh, watched that, you can go back and find us on, Top 10% on Facebook. If you haven't followed us, follow us now. Also follow us on Instagram. You know, we're all over the place. TikTok. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. Um, and then stick around. We do have accounts on TikTok. Yeah, yes. we do. We do. We have I wasn't on trying TikTok, to. TikTok, but we're very delicate on them. Yeah, we are. Because <laughs> they, will, they will shoot you down. Yeah, they we will, get, they you get a tiptoe. You, you get a tiptoe on TikTok. And and 
it's a cool concept. It really is a cool concept, but man, I I think I'm gonna be moving a lot of my content completely off of there because it it, it really it ain't like not after what I seen today. But you know, like I right. said, I, I don't want to dig in, in into that too deep and you know and keep that going. I and pull round that up, and we may have some other things coming. Maybe we got some ideas for that, but. You know, mm-hmm. some other places to find some content or something like that. But uh, as a whole, again, thank you to Scott Coots. Thank you guys for jumping on here with me and having this little round table. And I think we're, we'll probably be having some of these pretty regular. We like to stay up to speed and kind of give you a little bit of a shop talk. I mean, this is the stuff that we talk about on the bar stools here in the shop and at headquarters. So we kind of want to bring that to fruition for you guys to be able to listen to as well. Um, like I gotta give a plug. I gotta give a plug. We are a shop talk. I gotta give a plug. Top ten percent hunting headquarters, AR manufacturer. We have a good supply coming up of six millimeter arcs. Oh yeah, coyote guys, we got some arcs coming. And 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 our arcs are premium, premium, premium quality, priced perfectly. Suppressors. We're 25 days out, and we will be selling suppressors. Right. For the coyote guys, for the shooters and all that. Yeah. Leagues. We bow got leagues. our leagues getting got ready leagues to coming. Form. We're getting, we're, we're, our stars are starting to align. We're moving forward. The teamwork's rolling. Keep watching. Brandon all of our- Heine, Jeremy Hawes. If you haven't came in to meet these two guys, they know their business on a bow. Jeremy knows his business on a bow and an AR. We got the general helps out with our ARs. His mm-hmm. name is Joe Bartos. We're going to bring Joe Bartos in on a bow. These are just dudes that are out there doing it. You don't know what you don't know. And these guys are out there grinding, doing it. Mm-hmm. Joe's one of them. Mm-hmm. Hard works. 60 hours a week, comes home. YouTube's. He's a dad. Yeah, he just <laughs> yeah, goes. just hangs he out just, and then gets out He's a grinder. Yeah. You know, and then he gets out there and he, and he wants to learn. He never stops learning. And this is some of our team. So this podcast gets to shine some of our team. We even talked about B. We talked about some of the other guys. And more to come. Yeah, we got so much coming, so much creator content. Last year we did a turkey mm-hmm. live and I'm putting this out here, so we've never seen anything like this. We pulled it off. We had four turkey hunters live the whole time. I think we we and talked about maybe doing some more than that this year, didn't we, Coots? We got we got a couple ideas that we might have some other. Well, we're going to do the opening day. Yeah, but I somebody think we else, might have somebody else is going to do it though. Because I got <laughs> you're not going to be you're going to be here at four in the morning. Come on, the rest I, of us I, are hunting. You got to yeah, be in here. Yeah, I, it was it was so taxing for me to pull that off. <laughs> Drink, running four different people. I drank 27 cups of coffee. Yeah, and then when Jeremy <laughs> shot a bird, I, I jumped up and screamed F-bombs and, and was high-fiving, <laughs> and nobody was there. And I'm like, what? <sighs> Man. <laughs> and, you know, and it was hard to keep engagement because it took a minute. Sure. So hopefully, I don't know how many we could get spread out to. Yeah. But I'd like, what, what can we do, eight? Was that was our max, Scooter? I think we could do six or eight or something. Well, at the time, we were doing four just because. Well, we were in the testing. T- test, yeah. <laughs> but realistically. I, I we, can get it to eight. We can get to eight. 
And I think it's going to be very, very cool. So we're going to start telling you, we're going to do this. We're going to pull it off. And we will get into where we're streaming some coyote hunts right. live. That's where I'm going. I was going to say, we want to really we did it. take, I know, but we want to take a couple coyote hunters. We got a whole, Coots and I have a whole thing working as far as what we want to do. We want to put some we did, we did head-to-head it. stuff up. We if did we it on the private page. Yep. And it was so, I was so like, oh, you couldn't believe that just happened. We did it on our rep page. Yep. Private page, David Chajewski went out there, and he missed, 100% missed. But we were streaming through his Sorry, scope. David, I tried to get him to not tell that, but and sorry, there was, I, I think he called in four dogs, and he missed. I'm like, thank God it wasn't on the main page, because, I mean, that was a chip shot. <laughs> Should have been on the main page. <laughs> but it, we, we, we did it, and we had it going, right. and we're, 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 you know... We it got was, some new stuff coming. It was like, very cool. I state believe. of the art type of of stuff, like you said, it's it's cool stuff that we have, cool content. Um, and, and one thing that it, there's not really a dull moment ever around here. If you guys haven't gathered that from listening to our podcast, we we all have a tendency to be um, a little wide open most of the time. So yeah, as Big Head is saying <laughs> on here, is Dan standing up behind that? No, I'm sitting down, Todd. <laughs> If if Dan, if Todd Todd Riley just said that if he was behind that all you would see was his head it would take that whole screen off. <laughs> oh Lord, that, that's the kind of stuff that we look joy we love. Todd comes in here he's out there driving around in a soccer van and running the kids all over while his wife makes all the money, um, and he you know complains he ain't got no time. Yeah, we love you, Todd. Um, <laughs> so. Stick with us, man. Talk about top 10. We are creators, and we're trying to create to get unity, the brotherhood, the brethren. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is that how he says it? The brethren? The brethren. The brethren. What's brethren? Let's ask him. Let's hit, let's get a little side interview. Is let's brethren brotherhood? It's brotherhood. Brotherhood? Yeah, it's like a, a group, comrades. We're going to get him in here. We're going to quiz him. He gonna be mad it's at gonna, me for doing no, that. No, we'll do like a bonus. We're gonna do like a bonus session podcast next week. Coots, me, you, and I will. We'll, we'll corner him back here. And we'll interview him on it and see what what he says. He's gonna hear this. He's gonna be mad. He's like, no, no. It's great. It's a good thing. That's that's it. It's a brotherhood. I mean, it's all fun. And this is this is what we're talking about about celebrating and high fiving and um, you know adult adult pops and and I'm just gonna say it whiskeys. Or coffees or whatever you know that's what we're talking about guys i mean this is this is what we're about this is the this is the top 10 mentality you know all the time so dan um, says the adult pops and the whiskeys <laughs> i say the back straps the burgers the brats yeah, on the grill yeah we can that, do that that's too. what me and scott's looking for. yeah, yeah. Me and Cooter, we're just like we're the food yeah they're hungry i'm just thirsty sitting sit at the what it, the entree table. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drunk on some food, enjoying we, myself. I know with, this isn't. A plate of, you're making it sound like we we have like a top ten percent buffet around here or something. Like we don't have that. It's like it's like Golden Corral or something. Around one o'clock there. Is. So guys, like just came. <laughs> yeah, out, it we, looks, had, we yeah. had pro hunters. We had pro shooters come in. Yeah. And I was cooking back straps on the grill, which is not not out of the norm. That's normally like four out of five days a week. He's cooking something was, on the grill up front. Like, what you cooking? Nothing ain't enough. It's only one backstrap. And I felt bad, but I was hungry, man. And Abby was here, my daughter. One backstrap. One backstrap. Yeah, right. well, I had Abby from here. an She's elk. Ten. She ate a quarter of it from an elk, right? Yeah. I mean, 
Oh, I Lord. wanted to share, but I just couldn't share. Oh, Lord. Well, we won't let this unravel anymore, guys. I appreciate you guys all tuning in for uh, this week's uh, podcast. And again, join us next week. We'll be dropping another one. You guys have a wonderful evening. Thanks again for watching the Top 10.